Hello, hello. Welcome everyone to another episode of Growing Design. Um, today, I'm going to be talking about mobile payments and an app that has been, uh, I've, I found very interesting recently called Mobile Pay. Um, it's the number one mobile payments app in Denmark. And it's to me a very interesting uh, story. So I invited uh, Peter Gregerson, who was the co-founder and chief design officer for the um, for Mobile Pay, to tell us a little bit about how the app came to be and um, what is it like to work at it today. Uh, Peter, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Um, so one of the things that captured my attention when I was researching uh, Mobile Pay is that one of the co-founders, you, is a is a designer, which is something that we don't see too much in fintech or in the tech industry <laughs> in general. Yeah. So um, uh, I wanted to learn or start by talking a little bit about your start as a designer. Um, how did it come to be? Like sort of like what's your background? Yeah, and it, actually it's, at least to me, it's a kind of an interesting story also, like um, describing the development of, of design and UX in general. So I am a trained designer. I have a degree from university, learned design and human computer interaction and so on. Um, back in the early 2000s. Uh, so like a check mark with that. And then I got my first job in, in Danske Bank, which is the, the largest Danish bank. Uh, and, you know, there wasn't any kind of design jobs to get there, um, obviously. So it was the early days. Um, but I started working within uh, business development working closely together with developers and uh, we actually did some quite cool stuff back when the first iPhone came we started quite early with mobile bit, mobile development and like even though uh, I didn't have the right uh, description or, or, or role uh, I, I would say that I worked as as kind of a designer even though I had a lot of more like a business responsibility uh, or a business um, analysis uh, responsibility um, but eventually, like the, the the role came into to the bank, and uh, luckily I was I was able to get that. <laughs> so were you the first sort of like official designer? No, no, not actually not. So so like we we did those first uh, uh, mobile banks, uh, the first native mobile banks, in actually I think in the Nordics, um, and then eventually at some point in, back in uh, 2012, we we started to to kind of lay the first bricks for for mobile pay at that point i was just a kind of a, a business developer still um, by by role but like um, i did the concepts i i did uh, working closely together with agencies and so on so uh, yeah okay and um where did the idea of mobile pay come from yeah so basically kind of working in a bank and kind of always kind of pursuing like uh, the opportunity for doing mobile payments like we, we always thought okay we have these mobile phones in uh, and all these devices in the hands of hands of our customers so we always thought okay next year is, is the breaking point we're going to hit it now we're going to do some amazing stuff on mobile but um, it didn't really um, follow that trend so even though we had a, a great deal of success with our mobile banks like People could check their balances and so on. It wasn't really mobile payments, right? But we always thought, okay, next year is, is the big year and next year it will come. So we, we did some attempts and the bank did some attempts uh, in, in um, 
in, in cooperation with the other banks in, in Denmark. Um, but we could see like uh, looking uh, out of the country in, in other uh, markets, we could actually see some, some s- products and solutions like having a great deal of success. So we actually decided to, to break up with the other banks and, and put our bets on our own solution. So actually we were kind of sitting together with the other banks and, and starting to do yet another round of, of, of a mobile payment solution, doing a lot of like um, uh, negotiations and uh, compromises and like we couldn't set the direction that we wanted. So eventually uh, we actually decided to, to do it ourselves. And then it was basically a race uh, against the other banks in Denmark, who would be first, who would be best. Um, so it was a very condensed period um, 10 years ago. So we had to really do a quick concept um, and start develop development quite fast. So within actually a, a half a year, we, we managed to, to go from nothing to actually a solution that, that worked. Uh, and yeah, we launched it and we were first and I would also say we were the best. Great. Um, I mean, if you look at the adoption rates of, of mobile pay, I think that's a, it's pretty obvious that you, you are, yeah. yeah, you took over the market very quickly. Yeah. And it was kind of mind blowing. We didn't expect that rate of success. Um, so like. Of course, the, the product was good, but but still, you could point to to other uh, Scandinavian markets, and you would actually see kind of the same development. So, so one thing is to launch a, a good product. Another thing is to to launch it in a in a kind of developed uh, market where people are ready, where the infrastructure is there, uh, and yeah, then you get these uh, high adoption rates. And yeah, now we are serving a, an entire population, which is just amazing. Um, but on the other side, like having a mobile payment solution and, and not having everyone on board is like, it's not just, just not going to work. Yeah, absolutely. So um, one of the things that I was, or, or, or of course, I guess you, you guys obviously took a look at Venmo in the US, how everyone uses Venmo uh, regardless of bank. And I, I, I've been thinking that this is something that doesn't exist in Europe. Like if you travel around in Europe, each one is using their own different banks. Yeah. I think some challenger banks like N26, Revolut, and some others have presence in some countries in Europe, but it's not an open standard where that means that people still have to exchange IBANs and SWIFT codes and like figure out how to send money to each other, um, which is something that doesn't happen in, in, in Denmark with mobile pay where like you can bring your own bank regardless if it's Danske, yeah. Danske or any other bank and, and yeah. make it work. Yeah. And that, that, that was kind of the, the main idea behind the solution. We, we wanted to do something that was as easy as sending an SMS, which was big at that time, <laughs> 10 years ago. Um, and we were looking abroad on, on different solutions. I don't recall Venmo actually, I don't think they, they launched uh, before us. Uh, but, but we were looking at, at uh, to the UK and uh, a product called Pingit uh, made by Barclays, uh, the large bank over there. Um, so, so there were kind of solutions in the market. Also, PayPal actually basically could do the same as, as, as we ended up doing. But uh, it was more like they were lacking the penetration in the market and, and getting the entire population on board and also kind of the, um, yeah, 
the, 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 the product wrapping, I would say. So we wanted to do something that was really, really simple and could could be used by everyone. And being backed by the uh, by the biggest Danish bank, we also came into the market with a huge amount of, of trust or a, or a huge level of trust. So everyone would safely like uh, type in their account number, give us uh, their card credentials and, and, and so on. So um, I think that that kind of made it for us. So what was the early team like? Uh, and also, were you like actual, like an actual designer doing the science at the beginning? Or... <laughs> yeah, you're welcome to to discuss. Like, um, it was early days in, in the bank at that time. So we, we didn't have our own internal design team. But I were doing the, the first initials, like uh, mock-ups and sketches, really rough rough runs. But, but when it came to like putting like... Um, actually doing actual designs we were not capable of doing it so what we did was calling a an agency with really talented designers who took those really really rough sketches and 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 made a, a solid uh, foundation and, and made a solid uh, concept and, and visuals and so on uh, and uh, yeah then we kind of t- took those that bundle and, and just uh, yeah, started developing did they um so you developed it uh, with your own developers internally? Yeah, you can also like question if we really did that, but we actually also had to call an, an external uh, app development agency because uh, we didn't have any uh, internal app developers at that time. So like, uh, but, but, but still like, um, if you think of a payment solution, you know that uh, you know that it's not just a front end, right? So there is a lot to do on the back end side as well. And uh, we were able to do that ourselves, so so that was basically the the, the team uh, back then, um, like um, no front end developers, no design team, but a, a, a back end team uh, and some managers who who tried to kind of uh, yeah uh, knit it all together. And also, um, I guess you have to deal with well nowadays, uh, the pay the payment goes instantly from one account to another. But I imagine yeah. eight years, 10 years ago, you would have to like wait 24, 48, 48 hours for... Yeah, actually in those days, uh, Danish banks were actually uh, implementing um, real-time payments and, and people were kind of saying, oh, why are you doing this small payment app? Like just in a few months, you will have a real-time payment. So what's a big deal? Um, but but yeah, we had to wait a few days, but but we wanted to, to create the experience that, that uh, payments were instantly, even though they weren't. Uh, so, so, so what we basically decided was that we would um, just use the card infrastructure instead, have people to to um, to enter the card details, and then we would kind of um, withdraw the money from the card. And even though we, we knew that the card infrastructure also was was kind of slow, if 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 it was a weekend, it it could last like three days before the money was on the receiver side. But we actually didn't care, so we just took the risk. And just like you um, use the banking infrastructure to to, uh, to 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 file the money right away. Yeah, so, I've seen so other um, products that in fintech, like nothing really happens instantly, uh, especially during weekends and and bank yeah. holidays. Like yeah. payments are not clear right away. No. Uh, what designers have been doing in the in the last few years, what I've seen, for example, Wise and and other companies, is that. They show you an animation and they tell you, oh, yeah, you know, the, mo- the money has been processed or whatever. But yeah. what's really happening is that they kind of like take a, a leap of faith and then like they give you an estimate of how long it's going to take, just whatever yeah. seconds. And yeah. then they handle everything depending on the, the, uh, the two 
um, parties that are exchanging money, they'll handle the infrastructure. And sometimes it's going to take less time. Sometimes it's going to take longer. But to the user, you always like either give them a very um, a very good estimate or you just make it look like it's instant and then you do the payment for them and then you hope that they yeah. have the funds or something. Yeah, and, and we were kind of faking it faking it in, in the beginning, like um, not, not from a kind of a legal point of view, but from a user interface point of view. So we were, were just showing that, okay, you, you got the money now, but it could take some time for it to... To, to be present on your bank account, even though we actually kind of pushed that as well. And and like, I think a few months after we actually implemented a, a real-time payments in, in Denmark and that kind of made it uh, as well. So that um, real-time payment, is, a, is it like the equivalent of open banking for the Nordics? Uh, yeah, is it? Like it was like almost 10 years ago, so I guess not. Uh, so so open banking came, came later, uh, much later. Um, and and still, um, open banking is is it, 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 it's more kind of based on APIs, and it's it's much more like uh, cumbersome. Uh, you need to uh, to enter your uh, strong customer authentication multiple times, right? To to uh, to make the payment process. Um, so so no, we're not uh, kind of using that. But but you're right, kind of that that was. Kind of a response from from the EU that that you, now you could use open banking to to these kind of services as well, but uh, we're not a uh, we're not using. Um, uh... Yeah, and even though there is open banking, there's still so much fragmentation in like mobile payments. Yeah. Um, you still have, like, I was I was visiting some friends in in France recently, and then by the end of the trip, we had to like pay each other for like what everybody paid. And everyone is using a different bank, even though they're all like sort of like challenger, neobanks, you know, yeah. new wave. Everyone was still exchanging IBANs and, and Swift codes. And oh, it's such so a awful. nightmare <laughs> and it's awful and it's an awful yeah. experience. And yeah. all of these companies have the technology to make it very seamless, but somehow there's um there's a standard that's missing or like all of these companies have to like, of course they compete to each uh, with each other, but if they like, sort of like agree on a standard of how we're going to make this, then the user benefits because regardless of your bank, you're going to have a seamless experience to send money across services or across yeah. apps. Yeah. But still you will see with, with like open banking and, and as soon as you are kind of in within banking infrastructure, the requirements of uh, security are also much higher than, than, uh, than, it, than in our space, I would say. So it is kind of a struggle to, to kind of find the right path through infrastructure to, to make it smoothest and, and seamless. Yeah. So speaking about security, so how did you handle um, regulations and compliance? Because I, I know from working in fintech that uh, regulators can be, uh, can slow down the, the development of new features because you have to make sure that everything is compliant with EU yeah. law and so yeah. on. So I think we were lucky to to launch a service like ours in, in, in the early days, I would say. So 10 years ago, uh, you wouldn't see the same kind of um, restrictions as today. So we were able to onboard users with without uh, doing uh, like much um, um, KYC, like know your customer, without um, asking about um, um, e-identification as, as we would do today. So we were able really to, to onboard uh, the entire population really fast, uh, just by name and, and, and a few other steps. 
uh, and that, that was really a, a kind of a, a the, the game changer for us. Uh, and nowadays, you would see like much higher requirements in, in order to onboard a, a user in, in a service like ours. Yeah, I just want to uh, pause for a second um, for for uh, the listener who's not familiar with KYC is uh, is literally know your customer. It's a process that it is mandatory for regulated uh, financial services where you have to ask certain information from your customer to make sure it's a real person and that they're, you know, that the funds are coming from legitimate sources. And it's sort of like to prevent um, uh, illegal use of, of money or, or money laundering. Um, so I want to know kind of like what were the biggest challenges when you were launching uh, other yeah. than getting the experience right and getting yeah. the technology right? But, but, but still, I would say kind of legal challenges, there were a lot in the start, even though uh, the, the regulation level wasn't as, as, a, as high as, as now. But, but still, uh, we were in, a, in an organization, the, the largest bank in Denmark, and, and you would imagine that it, it's a very strict corporate culture, but uh, I would actually say it's, it's the opposite. So we got this full mandate uh, from, from top management, and uh, actually at, 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 uh, at an early point, there was a, a lawyer uh, saying to me that, okay, her job was to actually make us happen. So everything we wanted, we, sh we should just tell her, and, and she would uh, kind of do whatever she, she could to, to make this happen. So the awareness of of of, uh, of launching the product was was really high in, in the organization. So that that uh, that really helped us a lot. Oh, that's amazing! Yeah, so I guess <laughs> you were the, the timing was right. The timing was right. Yeah, yeah, it was. Great. I I was reading on the on the side that you recently, I think a couple of years ago, you trademarked the the sound that happens when a pavement goes through successfully. Uh, can yeah. you tell me a little bit about that? Why you decided to do that? And... Yeah, yeah. So, so, so what happens with with mobile pay is that it's it's kind of a, a distinct design, I would say. So it's kind of schematic, you know, drawing on real um, elements from reality. Like you have a slider, you 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 would slide in order to to process the payment. You will see a receipt coming out of the screen. So really, kind of a real life elements and. Um, from the launch date, we also decided that we wanted to include a sound. So actually, like in, in the very last days of, of the development process, we, we, we got uh, this iconic sound of just three th uh, tones playing uh, whenever you, you send money. And that would be kind of an iconic uh, sound to, to all Danes because they would hear that all the time when, 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 they, when they do payments with us. Yeah, and, and eventually, like, it became that iconic that we, we ended up uh, trademarking it. That's great. Um, who created the sound? Um, out of uh, so, so it was uh, actually the the agency um, who who did, who did the uh, the assets uh, for us, who um, who got that task. And I know the 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 sound designer uh, behind it. He's he's very proud, but but he's also, I think he, he would like to to have a cut of uh, every payment now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably one of the most famous sounds in the in the whole country. Yeah, it it, it, it actually is. That's pretty, pretty cool. But um, one of the things I like about paying so much attention to these details is that it engages uh, the user uh, at many levels. Because um, design is it's not just the visual. It's like you engage multiple senses. And yeah. um, the sound kind of like reinforces that successful transaction um, moment that, that I think it, it adds to the experience as well. Yeah, and, and that, that's actually the, the, the thought behind. So um, getting back to the 
the iconic design, as I would call it. it. It is kind of a combination of all senses. So you, one thing is what you see on the screen, but another thing is how you operate it. So like I said, it's not just a button that you that you tap on. It's actually kind of a slide to confirm um, pattern. And then kind of com combined with the sound, you you hit an, uh, just, just another sense as well. So yeah, combining different senses, that's kind of the way to, to do uh, stronger experiences. Yeah, and w w when you talk about like combining senses and, and skeuomorphism, um, I was also thinking that the adoption rate of, of mobile pay is so high that you are bound to be working with people who are not um, tech savvy and yeah. who probably don't use a lot of uh, tech services. Um, was that ever like a challenge? Was that was like a, was there like a, a particular demographic that was slower to adopt the app? And, and like, did you like do any research to sort of like see how we can penetrate this older demographic? Um, yeah, so sh surely there are differences and we paid a lot of attention to it like later. Um, I think in the big beginning, we just wanted to do something really simple. So if you recall, I actually started saying that we wanted to do something as simple as, as sending an, an SMS. So that was kind of the the, uh, the this design North Star, I would say. Um, and then we also we had we have this kind of conservative approach to to design so we're not kind of doing revolutions in in, in, our, in our design we are doing evolution so we more or less have have had the same design for for 10 years uh, and that really helps in in terms of getting not tech savvy people on board so we won't change the experience is the same it's the same interactions that they that they know um, and also kind of the the entire de de design is, is so utility based, so it's not kind of a, a an explorative design that you need to to go into each and every corner in order to to get like the mental model right. It is basically just a, a blinking cursor um, on, on on top of a of, of a keyboard. That's that's the first screen that you see. So I think that that helped us a, a lot as well. That's uh, great. Um, how did you decide to make it like the 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 amount? the first screen in the experience maybe um i'll i'll give a little like context to to the audience who uh who's outside denmark the experience for the entire mobile um process is you start with an amount and a, and a blinking cursor so you type first the amount and then you choose i believe you choose the the uh, the person that's gonna receive it the recipient and then you choose the source of the funds and then that's it um yeah. How did you like? Was that always the the sequence? Did you ever try changing it? Yeah, so so basically, that has been the sequence for for for, for ten years, uh, and I guess it kind of it came out of of my brief to that agency. So I, I recall I like I, I keep saying it must be simple. It must be really really simple. And I, I guess the brilliant designers of the agency really had to to yeah kind of find something that was really simple and and the best way to do. That is to to stick to conventions, right? So I guess the convention here is is an old school um, uh, numpad or an old school uh, calculator, right? Just ready there to to receive the amount. So yeah, yeah, I, I love that. Um, going back to the topic of skeuomorphism, um, how I was in previous episodes, I've I've spoken with different designers, and in some cases, skeuomorphism, even though nowadays is regarded as dated because it was the what was used in the old iPhones when they came out, um, it is now used in cases where you need things 
when when you want things to be adopted more easily, you make them resemble things that are familiar for your user. Yeah. So you're talking about the keyboard looking like a calculator. Um, everyone has seen a calculator and when they see the keyboard, it doesn't look like the typical sort of like digital flat design uh, keyboard. It looks like a 3D calculator. So it makes it more approachable. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. this works like a calculator. Yeah. And I'm a huge fan of schemorphism, uh, not in the kind of old school way. And we also kind of made our design more flat, but at least we, we kept it like, you can you can tell in, in our design that a button is a button it's just, just something like flat on on the screen that blends with everything else so so at least in regards of getting non tech savvy people on board i think it's it, it it's really a great advantage to to stick a bit to to scoopmorphic elements that's brilliant um in the topic of adoption um eventually you started onboarding uh physical um shops and stores. Can you tell us a little bit about the process of how that went? How was the sale for those companies? Like, yeah. how did you convince <laughs> them to use the, to accept mobile? Yeah. yeah. So, so basically maybe like we dreamed of, of having like maybe 200,000 users in, in the first year, but like, it was just kind of, it was just a rocket t taking off. So quite soon we, we had a lot of users on board and, and we could see that like, private people were getting or having this kind of a more pay option in now in the pocket and like the opportunities were so, were so big like uh, people started using it uh, for 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 their shops um, so we could actually see from our data that okay this is this might be a shop even though it's a personal user that registered and it was really kind of a, a call for us to actually uh, develop a, a a shop solution um and, and what we did was basically just do a, a, a copy paste of, of the, the personal app and, and, and brand it and, and skin it as, as, a, as a merchant app. And then we, we kind of started to, to figure out how to actually to sell it. So it, it, it was still kind of like from the beginning, we were having this idea of, of, of having this two-sided business model. So giving away some payments for free on, on the personal side and, and then charging merchant, that would be the dream scenario. But we were not expecting that it, it would go that fast. Um, so, so having this uh, merchant app ready, we were actually able to to yeah to, to to sell it to 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 merchants and find the the right price points and and establishing a, a a merchant side of our business as well. So, so I would say that was was kind of challenging in in the first days, uh, but now it's kind of fully established, and I think we have like around two hundred thousand uh, shops uh, on on board. So it's really a widely used payment method as well. So it goes back again to the to the experience because people were so happy using it for personal purposes. Yeah. They started yeah. themselves using it as, as for their own businesses. Yeah, and that's also kind of the beautiful story about technology. So once you actually have success with a piece of technology and it ends up in, in, in the pocket um, with, with everyone, like people want to use it. Like, so... Our users were kind of ambassadors. They were asking shops, "Why well, can't I pay with mobile pay? I want to to pay with mobile pay. I don't want to bring my wallet or pay with any cards now." Uh, so that was really kind of a, yeah, a requirement. So it became also kind of a, a race for for merchants in in Denmark at that point to actually be able to to receive payments to, through our service. And then, um, if I'm not 
mistaken, you don't really need a, any piece of hardware to accept payments in, in your shop. You just need a mobile phone. Yeah. So, so it, it's been a kind of a, a winding road to, to get there. So we, we've been um, through uh, kind of exploring how to integrate with uh, um, point of sales terminals, like using Bluetooth and so on. But as of now, we are putting our bets on not having uh, extra hardware. So uh, in larger shops, you would normally just scan a QR code in, in order to pay. Um, the small merchants would typically have a, um, uh, this merchant app um, in order to receive payments. But you know, in, in Denmark, everything is based around trust. So it's not that like uh, merchants would check in that merchant app if, if you really paid. They will just like ask you to uh, to um, to show your receipt or even just uh, listen for the sound. That's very interesting. Um, so. Also in the in the topic of, of of making it easier for for shops to do business with with mobile pay, um, I know that it's not particularly easy for foreigners or people who don't have uh, Danish bank accounts to get on uh, mobile pay, but it is once you have it, it is by far the easiest way for you to pay for stuff um, in small businesses and and with your friends. Um, have you thought about? lifting those restrictions or maybe working with um, some banks uh, in the in, in the EU to accept other ways of, of coming into mobile pay yeah and actually it's kind of a kind of a sad story we, we really all also feel the the uh, the require or the the need for actually serving uh, foreigners and and expats and like people moving uh, across the border um, and it, it's it's kind of strange. So on, on one side, we're part of the EU and, and like it's the same legislation, but on the other side, the requirements of actually knowing your customer, like you told before, they are so kind of uh, immensely high. Um, so until now, we, we we don't really have a solution for 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 onboarding users that are non-Danes um, uh, or non-native Danes. So that's, that's really uh, an issue. But I would say there are kind of a ways to ad address that. Um, not that we are kind of specifically working uh, on it, um, but you know, we are, uh, as we speak, we just, just entered a, a merger with our Norwegian uh, counterpart and actually also announced that, that we will address the, the issue of, of paying uh, cross-border. But it will mo mostly, like in, in, in the first round, maybe mostly be centered around Norwegians and Danes paying to each other but there are ways to address like a, a more open standards like maybe you utilizing e-money schemes to in order to um, for foreigners to to get on board and maybe serving them with the lower limits and so on but uh, yeah we, we really feel the pressure as well yeah um, I think it will be really interesting because there's by far no comparable alternative in Europe to the experience of mobile pay. Um, of course, it's very easy if you, if you have two people in the same N26 account or the same, yeah. but, but as soon as you have people in two different banks and you don't have their bank uh, account details saved, it starts becoming a huge pain in the ass. And it's like back to 2010. Um, and 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 you uh -huh. would see that the kind of the same pattern across the Nordics, where you have like uh, competing solutions in, in Denmark, Norway, and Sweden. They're not kind of 
you're not able to kind of send money across the borders using those services. And in all three countries, we are kind of a, yeah, we're closing it for, for, for non-native people. And that's really, really kind of a, it's not, not the way we, we, we really want it, but uh, that's kind of due to the uh, legislation. Yeah. Well, I guess I had, there's, I'm sure they have pretty good reasons to move to make sure that <laughs> people are not doing uh, shady things with the with their money. Um, yeah. I saw that um, mobile pay entered uh, or pushed for the um, European Mobile Payment System Association. Um, yeah. What's what's kind of like the idea behind it and what, what are you hoping to achieve? Yeah, so, so once again, that's kind of the international agenda. So there is a kind of a push from consumers that they want interoperability like consumers in Europe, just, they just want to be able to pay whoever they want to pay, no matter country, right? And I think the uh, the EU also saw that, and they're also pushing for the same agenda. Um, so at some point, there was actually established this kind of forum for for, um, for local operators of uh, mobile payment services. Uh, yeah, and like you said, it's called IMSA. So so that's kind of one track where, where this could happen. Another track is like that the that legislators legislators are actually pushing for 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 that agenda of interoperability, um, and a third one is actually the the merger that I, I just talked about just before. So we are entering a merger together with a Norwegian company, and and we are actually establishing a, a local infrastructure infrastructure that enables Danes and, and Norwegians to 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 pay to each other. That could be a very important milestone for you to um, bring that that case to to legislators in the EU and and, and show it as a as a success story. So we yeah. can do this if we align our requirements and and what's and, and security. Yeah. Um, but it, it it is really funny that like people are thinking of sending money as something as easy as like yeah sending a, an SMS or sending an email, and yeah and and basically it. It's just not uh, like that. Uh, it's it's yeah, it's much harder. <laughs> yeah, I I guess for um younger generations or like you know, for them it must feel real. They it must be hard to understand why is it so hard to exchange money with with people. Yeah. Like they don't understand about standards. Like they they are growing up in in you know the era of the internet where yeah. like they <laughs> paper is not really a thing. Yeah. And, and yeah, so like these these standards sort of feels like we're they're way overdue. Like yeah. we should have been doing this. Uh, we we should have started these processes years ago. I actually did a user interview with a young user uh, last year, and, and she actually kind of replied to to our onboarding uh, flow. So she said, like, why can't it be as simple as Instagram? <laughs> so that was kind of her world, right? And then she was kind of met with all our re requirements of entering. Uh, bank accounting details and cards and so on yeah yeah it's it's um such a simple comment but it's so deep yeah it is <laughs> it really struck me <laughs> yeah yes people just don't don't see this and it's like always like that's one of uh, like you were mentioning one of the beautiful things about working in technology is that the user do the user doesn't care about your you know tech stack or like nope. the regulations, nope. compliance, technology, backend, nope. they don't care. Like they want things to work like a consumer app, like yeah. Instagram or social media. Yeah. 
And yeah, I guess definitely. that's kind of the, the, the big challenge, but also why it makes it so interesting to work with design is like, like you're trying to hide all the dirty stuff and just show a, a nice uh, facade, right? So at least uh, that's a lot of what I'm doing. <laughs> that, that's, um, that's, that's the ambition of yeah. designers. Um, so what is, what is the team like at mobile pay today? Yeah. So, um, so basically we've, we've been having, uh, like after the early days, we actually took all design in-house also took all app development in-house. We were kind of a separate company, um, separated from the bank. So everything was fine. We had a, actually a, a kind of a small design team. So people would normally, uh, be surprised when I told them that we were only like four or five designers serving an entire population in Denmark and half of the, the population in Finland. So around like 7 million users. And I guess it was kind of a small design team. Um, and right now, as we speak, we actually just emerged with, with that Norwegian company who has a, a, a larger design team. So now we're actually kind of a, 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 I would say a huge design team with a, more than 15 designers. So that's that's really amazing to kind of be part of a, of that. That's amazing. Um, I guess that at that point, you're going to start merging design systems and components and all of that stuff. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you can imagine. So so that's also part of, of consolidating, right? And making uh, interoperability, like making, um, making it possible to, to, to do stuff uh, across borders. So you really need to, to look into your tech stack. You need to look into your design system and, and try to consolidate as, as much as you can in order to have a slim and smooth product. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you have you, your app is native, right? It works yeah, native it for Android and for iOS. Yeah. Yeah. So you we also have developers. On, yeah, yeah, and we've even been on Windows Phone as well, like in those early days. Oh but, wow! But yeah, we have a yeah we we have developers on on a, that that are like developing in native code and yeah. Do you have a, a web um, sort of like presence, like a web app? No, so we, we never did that. Actually, yeah. actually, that, that we actually thought we would at, at that time in back in 2013, you know, most people would have a smartphone, but there were actually kind of a, yeah, a people who, who were not having it and having dumb phones or not even have a mobile phone. And we were thinking, okay, then we need to do a kind of web solution. Um, to serve those users, but it like, yeah, just went so fast. So uh, yeah, eventually everyone ha had a smartphone. Yeah, and then I was I was reading some stats online. I don't know if they're accurate, but um, I read that in the younger segment of the population, I think the group from like nineteen to twenty-five year olds, you have ninety-nine percent of the market or one hundred percent of the market. Yeah, I don't think it's one hundred percent, but at least in the in the big nineties, and um, even like with people over 75 years, I think we have like half of the, the population there. So it's, it's really amazing to, to see it being used by everyone. And we have some heavy users in, in, in the older generation as well. So that's amazing. That's, um, yeah. that's mind blowing. I don't think I was trying to think of an app with that level of adoption. Yeah. And I don't think Instagram has high 90. No. No, no, no. So, so it it's also kind of amazing to me. Like, I mean, it's just payments, right? So, the, the two of us, you, you know, we 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 like payments because we work with them professionally, and we kind of nerds. But but like normal people, like 
digging that much into payments and like even even when we ask our you our users in Denmark which app do you do you at least want to miss or which which app do you prefer they they will pick a, a payment app like mobile pay and you will actually see the same pattern uh, across the nordics so in some sense payments are just considered as as more important as uh, than social media which is really mind blowing it is amazing yeah. um and then it's a it's a clear signal that there has to be more like attention paid to the to this segment uh, because it's such an important part like to, to the point where people are preferring uh, a payment solution over social media it means that's yeah. that more much more important for them yeah my interpretation it, it actually is that like a payment is also kind of a social transaction and it's a, it's an important social transaction right because money means something to people so so in that sense i, I would say that maybe mobile payments is kind of a a social media as well that's a very interesting thought <laughs> very very interesting um what is your day-to-day like yeah so so like i said like coming out of a really small design team um doing a lot uh, like working cross teams um, you know as a small design team or as part of a small design team you can't be uh, present in, in each and every team so that's kind of obvious that you need to work uh, across teams. Um, so we also really work kind of in a Nordic way where um, the mandate of decision and decision power is really pushed really, um, really far down in the organization, which is really great. So we're able to like work independently and, and take decisions ourselves within our domain. Um, so I would say that like my everyday working life is is pretty much as as in the beginning so i'm able um i'm able to take decisions and uh, like set uh, set directions for for the design um and i really try to do design uh, myself now so like looking 10 years back I, I didn't even have a mac i didn't have access to any of the, the needed design tools so luckily that's that's changed so i would say I, i've become more of a designer than than I, I was 10 years ago that's really really nice so i try to kind of specialize and, and keep up to date and now being part of a bigger design team eventually i think we need to kind of find our our niche or kind of our our special uh, interest in that team well so um you still have the opportunity to um roll up your sleeves and, and push some pixels. Oh yeah, definitely. And I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Yeah, um, yeah. cause, um, a lot of times I think a lot of people just, um, think that the only sort of like career path for a designer is management. So you yeah. become a manager of designers and a man- yeah. and a manager of manager of designers. And then the more you progress in your career, the more it is about spreadsheets and and meetings and the less it is about um actually caring about how the product works and all of that yeah that's kind of sad especially if you take the the most talented designers and and they end up doing nothing but design Um, but but i mean it's it's kind of a personal choice so at least for me it's it's kind of obvious that i don't want to like look too much into excel i really want to to be a designer and and work with creative stuff so like a like being a small design team in Mobile Pay, that really also um, gave us the opportunity to to cover a lot of stuff. So like we couldn't have a kind of special specialized UX writer or anything like that. So 
so who, who should do it if not us so that was that's really great to kind of cover the entire palette yeah it must be so exciting to be able to actually contribute to this product that like we mentioned yeah. is used literally yeah. by everyone yeah exactly yeah exactly so um what has inspired you recently like any books anything that you've been like wow i, I would say like it it inspires me to to be part now of a of a joint uh, nordic uh, cooperation also to see the differences like in in design choices so you know we're merging with with this norwegian counterpart actually we we kind of competed against them um, back in the early days and and they won and then they established themselves as as the the major or dominant player in in uh, in norway right but like now we are to kind of we were able to open the hood in, 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 in Norway and actually see which kind of design decisions they took. And it really amazes me, like, even though we, we wanted to address the same problems, like one example is, is a, establishing a, a, a money gift solution for sending money to, to your friends, uh, kind of doing digital wrappings and so on, even though we wanted to address that um, problem um, in, in both markets, we actually took different decisions. And that really proves that, you know, there are different solutions to a problem. That's something that we really preach in, in design, right? And yeah, it, it really, it, it, it's really obvious that they took some different decisions than we did. And now we're actually able to, to compare. So, so who did actually do the best job? Which solution like um, has the most traction in the market? And uh, yeah. Oh, it must be and so I, exciting. I, I, yeah, and then we're just getting started with, with that kind of comparison and, and, and monitoring. So, but 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 it is, it, it, you know, we are addressing the same user needs. It, it's a population in, in Norway and Denmark that is kind of really really comparable. Uh, people are almost acting the same way, and then, yeah, then you just kind of it's almost like a huge A/B test, like where you put two different designs team uh, solving uh, problems, and, and then you you end up kind of comparing who, what works and what uh, doesn't work. It must be also um, beneficial for, for the product moving forward when you start making new decisions for new features and having two designers, like a designer from Norway, a designer from Denmark, sort of like have a discussion about what's the best path forward. I think those kind of yeah. discussions is something that you, you can uh, start looking forward to. Yeah. Uh, and, and luckily, like... In, in a merger, it can be kind of a, a, a delicate balance, like protecting your own stuff. But we are really eager to to build something together and 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 do some some progress. And and there is an ambition also to to move abroad. So that that's that's really nice to to be in that kind of environment. So I'm really looking forward to that. And we are kind of establishing establishing this international community of designers. So that's also really 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 interesting to to get those different kind of views on a, on a problem. That's going to be super, super exciting. Okay. Um, Peter, thank you so much for your time today. Um, it's been a huge pleasure to learn more about the origins of mobile pay and um, to hear about your your adventures making this the number one payment solution in Denmark. Best of luck to with the merger. And uh, yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you too.